Hi guys, welcome to another episode. This is another one where I'm going to talk about friendship. This is something I've been thinking about recently, um, kind of how challenging it is to make them when you have trauma and other neurodivergencies like ADHD or autism or other um, OCD, bipolar disorder, things like that going on with you that are not anything necessarily um, like that come from outside of the trauma. I know that trauma can influence all of those things, but um, I've just been thinking about this recently because I'm, even though I'm not, have not been diagnosed by a professional, I'm very sure that I'm autistic. My therapist is very sure that I am. Um, she's also thinks, uh, very sure that my dad was, um, and she herself, I'm pretty sure, is also autistic from the way that she talks about sensory issues they're the same that I experience and um I've just been thinking about lately about how challenging that is like the issues that you have with um being able to communicate with people and make long-term friendships last when you have neurodivergencies like that on top of all of the trauma and complex PTSD and depression and all that um when you come from an abusive family because you are constantly looking for new friends to make because of your abusive family. That's like the thing that I'm thinking about a lot um, recently of how I've, I think why I become so fixated on it. And then also like there's so many episodes on this podcast where I've talked about friends, different groups of friends that I've had throughout the years that I don't talk to anymore, how I feel about them now and it's changed a lot how I felt about different people as more time has gone on and it's I like definitely fly back and forth between like blaming myself for everything versus like recognizing that it wasn't all me or like wanting to completely blame the other person but knowing that's not right either and just being confused um and I know that I struggle with it a lot because of well, like, all of the media, like, TV, movies, and stuff that I love are all found family-related things, and it, it has been since I was young. Those are, have always been the things that I get in, into. If, if it's something that I'm invested in, it's because they, there's a found family dynamic to it of a group of people that are not related to one another, but meet through, like, some crazy happenstance that, um, become very important to each other and love each other, sometimes even more than their family. And it's not, like, shocking, I I think, for people to figure out maybe where that came from, because, um, when you have a horribly abusive family that makes you feel like you don't belong from the time when you're a kid and treats you horribly... Um, it's a form of escapism and it's also kind of like that for me at least it was kind of that hope that I like clung on to for of why I was alive why I was here that one day I would find people in the world that love me the way that the way that other people describe their family loving them and that I would find people that would make me feel like that acceptance and love and unconditional understanding that other people feel when they talk about their parents or their extended family or their siblings that I've just have never felt from my own family. Um, It's been a really complicated thing for me to realize that I'm autistic at a very old age at 37 Um, I know a lot of people are going through this right now of realizing, like, grieving for themselves for the rest of, for all the years of their life, realizing that there were issues and things that you had, or, like, the ways that you acted about certain things wasn't just you being mean or anything like that. It was just people misunderstanding you. And also, one thing I've realized is just the way that is understanding how much, like, how many misunderstandings just happened all the time. Like, how 
just simple things that people would say I like didn't completely understand um what was really going on because I just because of the lack of like not picking up on certain social cues or being just more like upfront about things and not understanding what people really wanted and I feel like and the thing that I keep thinking about is that trauma just exacerbates all of this stuff and so I've been thinking a lot about me and my life so far and through all the years that the thing that I am just like trying to reconcile at this point is that even if like even if things were like perfect like let's say best case scenario for my life before I was ever born would be my parents both going to therapy and doing like what I did like working through all of their trauma and holding their parents accountable all that stuff before I was ever born and before they ever met and them doing that and then one thing that's weird about this best case scenario is that I don't think my parents would have gotten together if they had done that um but let's say the healed version of themselves could both still be compatible enough to like get married and have kids together so let's say that happens if I would have been born into a family like that where I was where they were like loving caring parents who could be emotionally available for their children and support me the way that I deserve to be supported as opposed to how they actually were it's hard it's a very hard pill to swallow to know that even in that like best case scenario I still likely would have struggled making friends and having relationships because I still would have been autistic and um and it's not a if just to be clear it's not a feeling of me being upset that I'm autistic or um or like being angry at autism and how I act it's like it's one of those things like it's just a part of who I am um it's how my brain works is how I see the world I'm more it makes me more upset to realize just um how other people treat you or like see you when you act that way is more what the thing that's more upsetting for me to think about is how other people respond to you as opposed to like me being the problem which I realize is a good thing for me to do because I I it's not like natural for me to think that other people are the bigger issues but they are at least when it comes to this um but it's just something that's hard to reconcile and it's especially hard because I've just been kind of reflecting on all of the friends that I've had in my life and um one thing with like having such a traumatic childhood and just horrible family that I was always trying to escape is that my friends were a literal lifeline like not even joking like the friends that I had throughout my life were the like for a long time were the only reason that I really like kept surviving and kept going because they gave me something they were other they gave me like they were like some small basis of self-esteem like my self-esteem was always like quite low but um when I would see like other when I could have friends from outside my family and and they seemed to like enjoy spending time with me and hanging out with me and they liked my opinion on things and all of that kind of stuff it helped it like those moments when I was like I'm shit and I'll never be shit when what my parents would say or how they would act would get to me um I would think about that and be like well these people like me and they like spending time with me so there clearly isn't like there must be something about me that is like salvageable something that people like um and it like really honestly truly kept me going until especially when 
I was super suicidal a few years ago, but even before that, like throughout the rest of my life, it was an escape in a really great way. It was like a reprieve from all of that abuse and trauma and all of that to spend time with people that genuinely just seemed to enjoy their time with me. And, but because of that, because of all of the trauma that was always going on and just my family being the absolute worst consistently, um, I feel like that put so much pressure on the friendships that I had because they were so important to me. And, um, and it also meant that I like let a lot of things kind of slide (laughs) that I usually wouldn't, um, when it came, when it came to friends because of how, because of the, like kind of the, the boon that they were in my life. Like, they kept me floating when I otherwise wouldn't have. And so, um, whenever a friendship would, like, break down and not work out and we would, like, you know, fade away and stop being friends anymore, or if it was, like, a dramatic ending or whatever, whatever it was, um, that always made, would cause, like, these, like, breakdown moments in me. Like, still, even to this day, I struggle with that, of feeling like, well, maybe I really am, like, not that good of a person. And maybe I am, like, maybe I'm not that good. Maybe I shouldn't really be here because, because they were the only things around that were giving me any, like, indication, um, that I, of anything positive about myself. Um, and so for that, because of that, for a long time, for most of my life, I just, I would put up with people not treating me right because I just, I needed other people to be there. I couldn't, I knew that I wouldn't be able to handle it if I was completely alone. And, um, and I'm, and one of the things that was, if you go back to episodes on this podcast in 2020, when I first started it, There's a lot of episodes of me just crying throughout the entire episode. Some of them I deleted, um, but there, I, there's probably still some up, up there that I couldn't tell what, what the episode was about by the title where I'm doing that about missing my friends and missing having friends and just all of those sort of things. And, um, because the thing that was like COVID made a lot of things kind of, I feel like come to a head for society in general. And one of the things that COVID did was kind of force me to be by myself for a long time, like to this point, really, that's still happening, but particularly in like 2020 and like 2021, before we had a vaccine, especially, um, it was like, the friendships that I had here broke down in like the end of May of 2020 and then after that it was just like I work from home so I don't need to go anywhere or see and see anybody and I don't have any people to talk to and suddenly there was just like this huge um just like blank spot or like hole in my life and um and yeah like I guess to try to organize my thoughts a little bit before continuing on. Um, I wanted to, I've just been thinking about the, this like pattern that I have that I feel like a lot of people with trauma, especially if you add in like autism or neurodivergency in general have, which is, I feel like I put in so much effort to try to get people that are showing every indication that they don't really like me anymore to like me. Like, I I feel like I put in more effort towards those people than I do people who genuinely, like, enjoy my, my attention or enjoy me and my personality and want to spend time with me. And I know that it's because of trauma, Um, it's like that leftover thing of trying to please my parents and never being able to. And even though I know that's true, 
it's still very hard to like break out of that cycle but I find myself kind of repeating that over and over and over again through my life and it's so frustrating (laughs) seeing that still like prop up and I guess I just wanted to talk because one of the things that I think is really difficult when you've been like diagnosed for me it's being autistic late in life is um looking and is like watching videos that explain things that you've always noticed or different about you or things that you say or do that like people just don't seem to understand or they like get upset at you and you don't understand why they're upset and then you watch like a 30 second tiktok video and you're like that's what that's what's been going on this whole time why didn't somebody tell me about this like decades ago that would have been I would have at least understood what was happening then and would have been had an easier time explaining myself if I knew what was going on um and so and that like on top of like a lot of trauma and trust issues in general it just they just compound on top of each other and make a lot of the friendships that we have not healthy even if the people even if the friends are good people like the the amount of like almost importance and pressure that I feel like a lot of those um friendships had on me was like so intense that even though some some of the time there were fine like good people that were that were okay they just were there was just no way that any sort of bond of any sort could possibly be survive that amount of pressure on it um I just don't yeah it's so like like for example the friends that I talk about all the time in this podcast because I'm always thinking about them um are the online friends I've just as an aside I've had friends like online since I was 12 and for me 12 was in 1997 (laughs) so it's been a very long time the places that I found those friends online has changed as more time has gone on but I've always had friends that I've met through kind of fandom things usually um just like some it's it's easier to find people that you get along with when you have like some kind of universal thing that you all enjoy that like keeps you kind of tied together you know like um like when it was when it first started it was like the band Hanson and so whenever they put out like a new CD or announced a new tour or whatever like that even if um you know life stuff um was happening there was always that that like brought us all back together to keep talking and like um the friends that I made in like the Roswell flashback to like the WB like the Roswell fandom or um Harry Potter Lord of the Rings Star Wars all of that stuff and they've just oh there's always like some something that we all have in common that kind of keeps us all kind of in each other's orbit um has been like something that it it's hard for me to make friends if we don't have something in common that I can kind of fall back on to talk to you about when I don't know what else to say and so when like the friends that I've made throughout my life when I think about it has all been like friends that I made when I was in school like whatever school I was in or college or whatever or friends that I met when I was at work and we were co-workers or um or the ones online were ones that I met because we were all in similar fandoms and were like talking around each other until we felt like we got to know each other better and wanted to talk one-on-one they're all kind of like these bigger structures that people were a part of it wasn't just I have no idea how to like just come up to people and just start talking and making friends without something like that existing even the friend even like the friends that I made when I went to my um treatment program like there's always something else like that or like friends that that are friends of friends there are people like there's always some bigger thing that we have in common of that makes it easier for me to find people which is like a huge struggle that I'm having lately is that I work from home so I don't have to leave the house I don't have co-workers that I meet and which means I've, and I, like, cannot get myself to join a support group, 
um, or volunteer at a shelter. So I like never interact with people in a way where I could meet new people and organically build new friendships. So yeah. Um, but the thing I was going to say about like the friends that I'm always talking about that were really, that were like the reason why I made it to my treatment program alive in 2019. Um, I did an episode, I think talking about them a couple weeks ago where I kind of, where my therapist that I'm seeing now helped me realize that the thing that I was really doing then was that in like 2019, 2018, but especially in 2019, when I was really suicidal and really struggling, I was always very aware that I was putting like so much of like my mental well-being and just me being alive on these friends that I had. Like, because especially during the months when I didn't have a therapist, um, I, and even when I did, I was still doing that because they were people that kind of helped me give, they helped give me support when I first was figuring things out with my mom and the abuse history and all of that. And they gave me unconditional support, unlike my family. And so they were the only people that I felt like I could trust, um, when a lot of that stuff was going on, like they were like even better with it than the friends that I had, like in-person friends that lived, that live here, like lived by me. Um, even though those friends were, had been around since I was in like high school, um, they like, they didn't know how to handle, I think what I was going through, but like these people online weren't. And the thing that was, that was difficult for me about that is that I realized, especially in 2019, like, the more therapy I did, the more trauma-related, like, books that I read, the more, like, podcasts and whatnot like that that I listened to, the more I realized that, like, the ways, the way that I was treating them, like, putting, like, my mental well-being and all that on them, like, telling them, like, all of this stuff, making them feel like they have this responsibility to take care of me when that, they never signed up for that, um, that I knew that that was wrong and that I knew that it shouldn't be like that, but I also didn't know what else to do at that point because I really had nobody else. And so, like, I kept... So from, like, mid-2019 on, I just started, like, slowly, like, backing away from them and telling myself that, like, I didn't deserve these people because I knew that what I was... How I was treating them was awful, that there's no way these people actually want to be friends with me anymore and they're just like doing this to be nice they probably feel obligated because they know that um because they know that I'm going through a lot and they don't want to just like back away from someone going through all that even if they don't want to have to deal with all of this like huge anxiety and stress like I know that like I think about that now that if I had a friend that was super suicidal and was saying and doing the things that I was doing during that time I would have been terrified like all the time that they were going to die. Like, just as an example, there, there's this one um, person that I was friends with on TikTok, and she recently, or a couple, it was probably like a month or so ago, month or two ago, something like that, um, she got upset at me and blocked me. She, she is one that was very, she's very early on kind of in the trauma, like recovery part of her process. Like she hadn't, she wasn't seeing a therapist or anything like that. And so she was like using her TikTok account to kind of share stories. And that's kind of like the beginning part of the process when you're just kind of talking about things because you don't want to share it anymore or you don't want to keep it a secret anymore. Um, and it, but like, aren't, don't think you're ready yet to like do full-on therapy and actually work through it and all that kind of stuff um I think that she's finally doing that now but anyway I'm I'm saying that because she made a video talking about how if people have narcissistic personality disorder or like um any cluster b personality disorder basically she basically said that there's nothing you can do to ever improve that you will never be better you should just basically be like hidden away from people from society because all you do is abuse people and hurt people and that is not true that is that like one of the things that is hard about when you're early on in your trauma process is that a lot of people online use um 
sharing with people on the internet and finding that camaraderie with people that have similar trauma experiences as you to find like something to hold on to and help find people like there's friends that I've had in the online space from trauma that I've followed for years like there's this one great um YouTube channel called Post Traumatic Victory person who follow who runs it his name is Kalela I think she listens to this podcast so if she does hi 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 but I've watched her videos since like 2018 she was one of the first like accounts that I found when I started researching PTSD and I I consider her like a friend and I've watched her for so long and seen like all of the process she's gone through so like friends online especially who have similar traumas as you can are hugely important and um so I'm not just discounting that but uh sometimes when you're in that space you're not thinking about what you're really saying like you need you need at that point in your like recovery to just see the people that hurt you as almost like monsters because you've been downplaying all the things they did to you before that but like there's a difference between knowing like thinking that in your head or like even saying it out loud in like private conversations with people versus like putting that out there on the internet where the entire world can see it and people with those diagnoses could see a video of you saying that there's no point of them basically being a alive and that they have no value as a person because and they should just be kept somewhere like a zoo animal because there's no hope for them to ever there's always hope to improve that's the whole thing that's like it's hard to believe that about the people that have harmed you um because it's easier to believe that there isn't because it's more painful to realize that they could have they could be different and they could change but they just chose not to um but the thing about that that was difficult that was kind of confusing is that like I've always said that like I've been very consistent on my TikTok account and just in general like how I talk about it on here too is that one of the things I've been very like vocal on is that you know that like you can confront the abuses your family your parents whatever did to you and hold them accountable for it, but also know that they are a human being and went through absolute hell and are victims themselves at the same time. And so I've always been one that has talked about that, about um, I don't like people calling each other narcissists as a way to just like label somebody as bad and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so it was surprising when she made that video and I responded to it saying that sort of stuff and she got upset and she just blocked me. Um, because that was something that I brought up before and, but she, even though she blocked, like she blocked, I, I've still like kind of checked in with her to try to see how she is because I know that she's really early on in all of this. And, um, even though she's upset with me, I don't, I still care about her as a person and I just want to, I've just wanted to kind of see if she's all right and it's been very like tumultuous like if she's like deleted her account a couple times and come back um talked about like really scary situations happening and just talking about things that seem like she's struggling a lot and that's really hard to watch and so like and it's hard to do that knowing that there's like, that whole situation is making me think of, like, those old friends that I have that it's really hard for me seeing somebody like her that I've only known online. We, we like, talked on a regular basis, but we weren't, like, super duper close yet. And even with her, like, I find myself checking her account and getting really upset and worried about her when it seems like she's really struggling. That, like, I can't imagine what it would be like because we were, that group of me with those people, we were really close. Like, we talked in like a group chat on a daily basis like regularly um about everything about like we met from like star wars fandom things so we would talk about star wars things but the majority of the time we were just talking about life things and it was this really wonderful outlet to be able to talk to each other about everything and always get support no matter what like every morning I would wake up and there would be like a bunch of messages from to read from them talking back and forth to each other about whatever and it was really fun 
and they would make me laugh like on a daily basis and I just like that was like the first time I felt like any real belonging but I say all of that to say that um I know that they must have just wanted like separation and a break from all of that was going on with me because I can't imagine watching somebody that you care about like that going through what I was going through and talking like the way that I was and how stressful that would have been. Um, But the thing with them that is also difficult for me at this point is that, like I've said a couple times to them that, at least to one of them, the one that I felt like I got along best with that is the most approachable for me to talk to is that I feel like I've said a couple times to her like how I feel that I miss them that I wish that we could be friends but I'm also trying to respect their distance like respect their boundaries and the thing that I struggle a lot with them is that I miss the friendship that we had when we would talk on a regular basis and all of that kind of stuff but at the same time I also feel like I feel like they're giving me so many like signs that they just that they just don't want that they don't that they don't want to be like close with me like that anymore and it's not even anything like like I've done something wrong or they've done something wrong like I don't even know who these people are anymore it's been like over two years since we've really talked but it's more of a thing of like if they if they wanted to talk to me and like renegotiate a friendship of some kind they would and they haven't and i've noticed that this is like a pattern with me that like like for instance i think about those people like on a daily basis i hardly talk to anyone <laughs> like i don't talk i hardly speak to people like i I get angry about the fact that I want to go on, like, a social media break, but I feel like I can't because of, because of the fact that I don't have anyone to talk to, and so I use social media and, like, the people that I have on there to talk to as, like, a way to have just, like, basic human interaction, like, basic conversations that most, I feel, don't have to use, like, some of us are like that isolated where that's what we use it for and so when I see those people like posting on Instagram or I see their tweets on Twitter or um or like they respond to something that I've posted it's like it's like a it's like a huge part of my day and that may that may sound like really lame or stupid or whatever whatever you may think but it is like when I when they post something on their stories and I respond and they respond back and we have like a little five minute conversation I think about it for the rest of the day because I don't I know it's because I don't talk to really anybody but it's also because even though I haven't talked to those people in years I still consider them like close friends of mine because they know so much about me and and know me and knew me pretty well at one point I don't know if they really know me anymore but at least at a certain point they really did really really well like really well and not and even though I've changed a lot in the last couple years from like becoming a healthier happier person like there still is like that core person of me that I always was that is still there and it's just this habit that I've realized I've done that like I'll like jump like when they like respond to something I say I immediately respond right away or I will be thinking about like something they said to me for like days sometimes and I'm quite sure that it's not like that the other way around and it really shouldn't be like because it puts so much pressure on every interaction like I spend so much time thinking about every time I talk not only to them but they're like a good example that I like pick apart everything we say because I spend so much because it's such like a big part it's such like a almost like a special 
like surprise or something of my day when that does happen that I end up like like over analyzing everything I do and it's like realizing like these people were once very important to me and for one reason or another like the that friendship is like there still is friendship there but it's definitely lessened from what it used to be and it's okay that that happened because I changed a lot and they likely have too but it's like a thing that I like almost want to like jump and and almost want to like win them back or feel like they I can like I want to have like that friendship back and I'm not sure if it's because of how much I love them which I know that is true or if it's me like doing this pattern again of trying to get people who to try to get people to approve of me that um that like reiterate that like negative feeling about myself that like don't seem to uh, this, like, this whole thing I started thinking about because I was remembering. I had this one friend when I was in middle school, and middle school was, like, you know when people talk about how they were the unpopular kids in school? Like, I need to, like, be incredibly clear about the fact that I was so un- so unpopular. Like, when I say that I was unpopular, I truly mean it. I was the most, like, unpopular person in my grade for years. Like, for, from, like, fifth grade on, um, I can remember that. That I, I had, like, one friend, my friend that I just stopped talking to in 2020. That person was my friend then, but it was a very weird, even that friendship was a very strange dynamic. Um, because like we would be friends like we would when we were in like the same classes um we had like the same teacher in fourth grade and fifth grade we would be friends like I we would hang out he would like come and talk to me at outside during recess and stuff but like we didn't really see each other outside of school and and then in the years like sixth grade and seventh grade when we when we didn't have the same kind of teachers I would, we had different teachers those years. Um, we like hardly ever, we didn't really see each other. And it was also, that was very much a dynamic of, he was almost during those times trying to almost downplay our friendship to stay in good graces with, or like to be friends with other people at our school. Because I was so unpopular that being friends with me would be seen as a big negative and like that is how it was like I remember in like when I was in sixth grade we weren't in the same class together so we saw each other like during like lunch and like recess and stuff but that was pretty much it and um I remember that there was like this group of fifth grade girls that were like the popular mean girls that every single day during recess they would come over and just yell at me like call me ugly and fat and stupid and over and over and over again and there's this one girl that I was friends with then that ended up moving away she she was having like big like family issues too um which I think is why we were friends in any way in the first place but she was also like that where she would be really nice to me but then she would all of a sudden turn against me and say like really really mean things to me like very publicly like in front of my whole class and stuff like that And I remember that, like, when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I saw a guidance counselor at my school, and the guidance counselor there would get, like, was, like, upset with me in sixth grade, being like, why don't you stand up to yourself in front of this girl? Um, Like, why do you let her talk to you that way? And the answer would be because of how my family was, but, um, but, like, that was, like, a whole back and forth thing during that time, too, but, like, and there is, and I'm talking about three different people. And so there is the one guy that we were just, we, we became much closer in high school, but we're definitely like weirdness. Like that person, even though I considered him a friend during those years, it was definitely really weird. Like I remember, um, like I remember in eighth grade with this person whose name starts with a B just to make it easier to keep to, so you guys can know who all these people are. Um, person with a B name so I'm going to call Brad so like Brad and me like we were in the same in my middle school 
we had houses. So, like, there were two houses for each grade. So, seventh grade had, like, house A and house B. If you were in, like, house A, and each house had, like, the teachers for, like, the general, like, classes, like, math, English, social studies, science. And based on your houses was, like, the only um, classes that you had outside your house where you would see people in the other house was, like, lunch and, like, gym and, like, extracurricular, like, art, if you took, like, art class or choir or something like that. And so, in seventh grade, me and Brad were not in the same house. So, the only time I ever saw him then was in gym class because I was the only, we even had lunch at different times. So, I basically had, like, zero friends in seventh grade. And that was also the year when I was, like, super duper depressed and super struggling. So, yeah. And in, anyway, in eighth grade, I, we were in the same house. And so Brad and I would see each other every day, like all day, all the time, which was really nice. And so like, so we were in this place where like, we were more friends the last year of middle school, but it was always kind of this weird thing where I was never sure where I stood because I was so on Everyone made fun of me. Like nobody liked me. Um, and so, and I knew that. And so I was used to at this point, like people that were even friends with me, not wanting to be like seen with me that much or like, like I never went to any of the school dances and like Brad would go with other people and things like that. He had other friends and I didn't have any other friends besides him, but he did. And so I remember when I was in ninth grade and when it was the beginning of high school, if you're not American, and I remember my dad driving me to the first day of school and, um, I saw, and I saw Brad, we saw Brad like walking down the street, like walking to, um, our high school, like walking down the street, like to get to the school. And my dad knew him since, you know, he had been, we had, the first time we, me and Brad met were in fourth grade. And so he had been around for a while. He had, you know, they, he had met my parents. My parents had met his mom at one point when we were like in fourth grade around that, around that time. And so he knew, so my dad knew Brad and saw him walking down the street and like tried to wave at him. And like, I tried to wave at him and my, and Brad saw me in the car and like immediately looked away, like did that thing that kids do when you like see someone that you know, but you're trying to act like you weren't looking at them so they don't look at you and like think they you should talk to them and so that's the kind of dynamic that even like Brad and I had and I and and we ended up like six months into like my freshman year of high school we ended up like becoming friends like re-becoming friends again and he introduced me to a lot of like my close high school friends that I had so and we ended up becoming much closer like actually best friends in high school but like that's how that dynamic was before we got to that point. And so then the other person, the other, one of the other girls I'm talking about that I mentioned, the girl that like was only around for like sixth and seventh grade and then left because she had like, she was um, someone who was a foster kid and was dealing with a lot of shit like that and was very hard on me, would like be nice to me and then would turn against me. That girl, her name I believe was actually Terry. Um, I think that was her name. I don't remember, that's all I remember about her, but she was somebody else that was around, but the other friend that I'm talking about, her name, I'm going to call her Jane, and I became friends with her in, like, I don't even remember when, I think, like, seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, somewhere in there, we somehow became friends, I don't even remember how we became friends, it doesn't really matter, like, it's kind of, you know, how it is in, like, middle school, you just kind of end up in the same classes with people, and you, like, sometimes you work on, like, a project together, and you just realize you get along, and then you just become friends after that, but I do remember that in seventh grade, when everything was shit, she was one, she was someone that I used to hang out with, but it was a very, very, very unhealthy dynamic, because it was the same general kind of thing, like, with Brad, but even kind of worse, where, um, when we would, she would not be seen with me at school but when but like we would hang out outside of school all the time all the time 
it was very much like that stereotypical thing that you see on like in like teen movies and stuff where like the where like the popular person is like hiding the fact that they're gay or something or they're dating someone that isn't like one of the cool kids but they like have to hide that they're dating because he knows that they're fr- his friends and nobody that he's around would approve of this person it was that it was a very it's it was that dynamic it was very strange like we hung out like every weekend like I would go to her house often I would sleep over at her house I would I went on like trips with her family like her family went on I went camping with her family before I went a couple at least a couple times um her family went up to Minneapolis and went to like the Mall of America there was like a Titanic exhibit because that was right when the movie came out and we went to a Titanic exhibit that's still one of the my favorite exhibits I ever went to because it had an actual piece of the boat and it showed just like how ginormously huge the ship actually was because of how huge the piece of the boat was and how tiny of of a piece from the boat that it actually was but like I did all of these things like with her family I was at her house all the time and um but only on the weekends, only if people weren't around. Like when we would, when I would go on trips with her family, you know, other people from school wouldn't be there. But then I would go to school and she wouldn't look at me and she wouldn't talk to me and she, and she would also like make fun of me. Like the other girls that I went to school with, there's this one group of girls that I always wished I could be friends with because I felt like they were nice people. And this is when like the autistic stuff also kicks in that I realized this is something that I think a lot of us struggle with, which is the difference between someone who is being nice to me and then someone who is a friend. And so this is when like autistic and trauma stuff just like impacted on top of each other really badly for me because like I thought that anyone who was being nice to me was my friend because of autistic stuff not understanding the difference and also because I needed some like fucking nice like positive input after just getting horrible abuse from my family for the rest of my life and so when somebody when I would go to school and somebody would just like be nice like have a conversation with me treat me nicely even if they don't even if they didn't want to be friends with me I would immediately then think maybe these people are my friends maybe I can be friends with these people and I would like get my hopes up about it And so there was, like, this one group of girls that Jane was friends with, but, like, wanted to be, like, more in with them. And, um, and they just bullied me a lot. Like, a couple of them were, like, kind of nice to me sometimes, which is why I thought that maybe they would be nice to me at one point. But then I just, like, by the time, seventh grade, I was, like, okay, no, (laughs) absolutely, no, that's not happening. They, like, they were really mean like they would sit there and like in gym class they would openly talk about how fat I was they would like whisper about how fat I was about how I had like stretch marks and stuff when we would be like changing in like the um in the locker room after gym every day it was it was really they would just talk really negatively about me all the time and they would also talk about how all of them would hang out and like have like group sleepovers and stuff um, at, after, like, af- on the weekends, and things like that together, and do all these fun things together, go to, like, the school dances together, all that sort of stuff, and I'm realizing now as an adult that likely my friend Jane wanted to go to those sleepovers, and go hang out with them, and do things with them, instead of doing things with me, and so I was, like, almost like her backup, like, I was somebody that she could hang out with that she liked spending time with but she also knew that I had no other friends and I was desperate for like anyone to be nice to me and so she knew that I would hang out with her and do whatever she wanted because I always of course also wanted to get away from my family and um and so she it didn't matter if she like treated me like shit I would still like want to do whatever she wanted she eventually actually she was bullied so much by that group of girls that she wanted to like be a part of so badly in seventh grade that in eighth grade she transferred schools to like the private like catholic school that 
that or the Catholic school wasn't necessarily I guess it was private but it, it wasn't like one where you had to pay a bunch of money to go like the class size there was like 10 people um and she like transferred to that school so in eighth grade we could like hang out whenever because and we didn't have and I and there wouldn't be as much like I didn't have to worry as much that she would like you know do anything because she wasn't at school anymore she didn't see any of those girls we didn't interact with them for an entire year and so I remember hoping after that year that we would go to middle school or we would go to high school and ninth grade and we could like and those same group of girls would be around again and I was hoping that after a year of like hanging out with her and building up a friendship with her that it wouldn't be like that again that she wouldn't do the same things again that she would you know be okay with me being her friend and all that and all that kind of stuff um but she didn't in ninth grade um I remember the first like the first like couple weeks of school we got I got on the bus because we lived in the same subdivision and and, like, the other girls that were in, like, that group all lived in the same subdivision that I lived. It was a big subdivision that a lot of people lived in. And um, we all got on the same bus. And I said, like, hi to her. And she looked. She did the thing like Brad did. She looked the other way and acted like she didn't hear what I said. And went and to go sit with the other girls. And was doing and was doing the same stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And I remember. And I remember very clearly um, writing her an email <laughs> using, like, my AIM name back then to to send her an email on AOL saying, like, I'm not, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, if I really tried, I could probably find that email in, like, my Hotmail email that I've had since 1999, which is, like, wild to think about. But... I sent her saying like I don't want to be friends with you anymore and I remember her being really upset and like and all that but like the stuff that she had been she had been doing like what I like what I said that dynamic was messed up like one thing that I remember too is like that was just weird is um like she honestly had didn't know honestly when I look back at that I think that she like wanted a friend and she just like wanted me to be around because she wanted someone to hang out with as almost like a placement holder and now I look back at it and I think I I want to believe that like as time went on she like um maybe actually started to like actually enjoy my company like like being around me but but she always like was willing to just dump me to hang out with other people that were like more popular than I was and which is not hard literally everyone else was more popular than me so like even if she did like me and like hanging out with me it was never it never um went that it I was just never a priority I was never good enough I was never going to be the one that was chosen over other people like remember in like seventh grade or eighth grade I feel like it was in eighth grade um like we had made plans to like go to to go to like a movie together and my dad um like drove me over to her house and was gonna drive us to like a movie theater and then come pick us up after the movie was done and when we got to her house like she wasn't there like she wasn't answering the door and it was and I had like just talked to her on the phone like 10 minutes earlier and now she was like wasn't answering the door we couldn't see her in any of the windows and my dad, I remember my dad and I were, like, like, worried, like, we were concerned about her, like, we were worried that something happened, like, that she got hurt, that she, like, fainted, and she needed, like, medical help or something, it was, and we, like, were there for a while, and, like, trying to see if she was there, if she would answer the door, but she wouldn't, and so we just, like, ended up, and then, so he just took me back home, and, um, and then, like, my, and my parents, like called her parents and her parents weren't home when this happened and so like the next day my mom or dad or or something called her parents to tell her to tell them what happened because they wanted to make sure she was all right like my dad was like generally concerned that she like had some sort of medical issue that she needed help with 
because it was weird that she was there and then all of a sudden she wasn't and then her parents ended up finding out that like she literally just like ran across the street to go hide at another girl's house because she wanted to hang out with this other person instead of hanging out with me and like just couldn't say that out loud just couldn't say like even though we made plans I want to hang out with somebody else like she just couldn't do that so instead just try to instead like ran across the street to this other friend's house and just waited for me and my dad to leave and then was like okay we're like we're like free now like now she won't be around anymore and we can like do whatever we want and like I remember that was a whole thing where like her parents had no idea that happened and they were really upset and then of course she was upset that um we told her parents and and I was like he just wanted to make sure that you were like medically okay and like and one thing I remember from all of that like after all of that happened and then I came over to talk to her about it of like why did you do that why did that happen she had a younger brother that was like I don't know we were like 13 or 14 at at this time and her brother was probably like seven or eight and I remember her younger brother coming downstairs and being like and like and at another time after I like forgave her for this um that like he came downstairs to get something and was telling me like or was saying like you know Jane like you're lucky that she forgave you because I don't think I would if some if a friend of mine did something like that to me I wouldn't want to hang out with them anymore and was saying like you're lucky that she even wants to hang out with you anymore and um which I remember liking at the time because it was nice to hear like somebody kind of have like a nice opinion about me or just recognizing that I had reason to be upset with her but anyway when I'm thinking about this now I think it's just obvious when I'm like now that I'm retelling this story that Jane obviously like never actually gave a shit about me that she never actually wanted to be friends with me she was just being nice to me and was hanging out with me so she didn't have to hang out by herself and she didn't and was just like I was like that annoying person that was just kind of hanging around like I thought she was like one of my best friends I thought we were good friends because she was spending all this time with me but in reality like she was just spending time with me because she had nobody else to spend time with and I remember that later on in like my high school years she was friends with somebody that I was friends with um and wanted to like apologize and I refused to talk to her like I want I don't even remember what friend it was that I had at the time that like knew her but I I do remember that um that like she kept she said she wanted to talk to me and apologize and I refused to even look at her because of how like hurt I was by all of that and like honestly retelling it like how could I not be especially considering the other stuff she didn't know that was going on about what it was like at my house like you were just another person who didn't actually like me but um what I'm trying to say here is that I spent so much like years being friends with somebody then that I was pretty sure didn't actually care about me and didn't really want to be like I had these inklings always during that whole dynamic that like that we had to keep our friendship basically a secret that like nobody else from school knew about really um, because, because she, I knew that she didn't really want to hang out with me that, but it was the only person that I had. And I was just kind of hoping that it would turn into something better. Even like the friendship that I had with Brad, like that, the fact that I ever like, it's kind of amazing that I became close with him again. And he was somebody that was very important to me in my life for years. Um, like I didn't stop being friends with him until May of 2020, and like and there was and like thinking about how that the early stuff was it's like yeah you don't need to like say that somebody is garbage for the rest of their life based on how they treat you in middle school but it's more of just like this pattern I had that I always seem to try so hard to get people to like me who are giving me signs that I'm picking up even if I'm not completely aware of it all the time or not, that they don't care about me that much. And I'm, but I like spend so much time trying to like win them over. And it's like, 
the thing I guess a good way to like compare that to like how I feel like now or compared to like friends that I have now like I've spent so many episodes on this godforsaken podcast talking about the old friends that I have online I go back and forth with them all the time and like the last like few like the last month or so um one of them followed me back on some like social media thing so I've been seeing more of her their posts lately and I've just been over the last couple months or so been like I don't even think I actually like this person anymore like I don't even think we really get along and like that was like a whole weird thing with that like group of friends is that one of them I was really I we were really close and then we met the other three of them and and during the process of like those friendships I like became much closer to a different person in that group and the original person I'm sure felt like you know rejected like I felt with other people in the past that I was like now wanting to spend time with these other people instead of her and um but like just it's one of those things of like the time when I met that girl originally was it was very much like I wanted to be friends with it's the same sort of pattern of wanting to be friends with whoever would be nice to me and she was really nice to me and we became real and we were really close friends for a while for like years but like just because we were for a time doesn't mean we're going to be forever and I've just realized that like like that person is someone that is she's the kind of person that is like friends with everybody and that is always something that like throws me off because I have a hard time trusting people and it's hard for me to trust you when you kind of are just friends with everyone like you can't be close with everybody you know you kind of have to pick and choose not everyone is going to be someone you can get along with and she used to talk a lot about like she would she would talk to people publicly it reminded me a lot of like my friend Jane from when I was younger that she would talk privately to like the group chat that I had with those people about people that publicly like on social media and and even in person she would say really nice things to them she would act like she was really good friends with them she would be really nice to them but then privately with us she would say like what she really thought which was a lot more negative and like rip them apart and just be like why are they stupid things like that and so when that happened I just kind of assumed and like that she probably talked the same way about me and the other friends that we had with the other with those other people and that both of us probably thought that we were both actually closer to her than we really were and it was and even if that wasn't happening the fact that she did that at all made me always feel like I had to be on guard around her that I couldn't really be as honest as I could have been and it made it where like I didn't know what to do and I felt like I couldn't go to her for things anymore so I started going to the other people that we were friends with instead um and it's like over the last couple months I've realized like I don't even think I necessarily get along with her anymore and it's like why do I keep trying though (laughs) like why have I like followed her on social media for years and why do I keep trying to interact with her why do I keep trying to be friends with her why do I keep trying trying to or why do I keep having this hope that we could like work it out and be friends when it's pretty clear that like while we get along we're not as close as we used to we don't have things in common anymore now that I like have like you know some sort of standards and I've just I've changed and she's still a really cool person and she's really fun and maybe one day we'll be around each other in person again one day and we can just like relax and hang out without like any of the craziness that was happening in my life the last time we were friends but it's just this ongoing pattern I've realized that like like compared to like that girl and that group of friends my the friend that I work with that person's name I'll give her name her name is Jessie and I met her on TikTok she saw one of my videos and just followed me it took me a couple months after that for me to follow her back because I have trust issues but like when I posted last year around this time saying that I needed more money and I didn't know what to do she like offered me a job and the like weekly phone calls we have are like great they're really nice and fun and we talk about stuff we get along really well and um and like she like messages like we send videos to each other every day we talk back and forth all the time she like comments on every single video I post and vice versa and 
And it's like, why do I focus? So I guess the thing I'm saying is that unless I'm talking about like progress that I'm making with the work that she's teaching me, I don't really talk about her. And so it's like, why do I, why have I spent, like, I swear to God, like 10 different episodes on this podcast, like focusing on the people that I'm friends, that I'm pretty sure I don't even want to be friends with anymore. Like that girl from my old online friend group, like, why do I focus so much on her and wanting and like trying to decide whether I want to be friends with her or even if we even get along anymore when she's given every indication that we're just not that close anymore and she doesn't want to be. Um, like, why do I spend so much time focusing on her as a po- and like that kind of group as opposed to the person that is in my life right now that wants to and is like consistently um, and is like helping me like rebuild my life, is, ho- is teaching me a career that I could do for the rest of my life that would give me like so many things that I want and it and like generally enjoys like spending time with me and is like offering me all these things why am I spending so much time not focusing on that and instead focusing on the people that don't like me I mean we know the answer to that (laughs) but it's just one of those things I've realized lately of like I spend so much time trying to get the people that don't seem to like me as much to change their mind about me and it's like nothing that those and it's it's just, why why do we do this? I know why we do this. It's because of all of the trauma. Like, we feel like if we can get them to like us, then maybe, like, what our family puts us through won't be that bad. But I also know that a lot of these misunderstandings are, like, trauma and autism on top of each other. And it's, like, this thing of, like, now that I can recognize that I am autistic and I can recognize and I've seen enough videos of people talking about, like, the just the things that we just don't pick up on or the just even the fact that people can be nice to you and like have conversations with you without really wanting to be friends with you like I knew that was a concept but it's like there's a difference between understanding that as a concept and then understanding it in my and like it actually being in my own life and like now that I've realized that it's like looking back at so many people like why did I spend so much time like being upset about people that don't want to be around me when they've given me every indication that they don't want to instead of the people in my life that do (laughs) I don't have an answer to this this is just something I'm pondering and I hope that someone out there who's listening to this can resonate with this as well